This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley, and I'll be sharing how to start, grow, and scale your education business. Today, we're talking about connecting with your audience. And by this, I mean saying the right things to the right people at the right time. It's really important to connect with your audience in the right way every time you communicate. Now, perhaps you think you've only got one audience, but honestly, this is really unlikely. You might have a main audience, for example, teachers, but there will always be other groups of people that come into contact with your brand as well. And this is one of the skills I've realized over the years that I've just got a bit of a flair for, to be honest. I seem to just be able to tune into people and what they care about. And this is obviously one of my marketing strengths. So hopefully you'll have gathered then that I'm not just talking about potential customers or clients either. You need to be able to employ your skills every time you deliver a message that could be to your employees, potential partnerships, head teachers, teachers, school office staff, parents, and even other education entrepreneurs. Because if you want to get them on board with your cause, then you're going to have to meet them where they're at. So what little tips can I give you to help you communicate better to the different audiences that come into contact with your business? Well, I've come up with five, so let's chat through them. So number one, profile them. Now I'm saying profile them, but I don't profile them. The reason I don't do this is because I've got this natural flair and I just seem to understand who they are. But if it's not your thing, then profile them. Write out who they are and make educated assumptions based on what you know about them. Because when I'm writing, I'm always thinking of my audience and I'm thinking of them as one person, not a group of people. So profiling can really help you get down to the detail and think of uh, your audience member as, as a real person. So when I was a tutor, and this was like 10 years ago, by the way, I really just seemed to understand what it was that the parents of the children that I tutored really wanted. So each tutor will obviously be different, and I know that there'll be tutors who are listening, but the parents of my students were the ones who missed having a chat with their child's teacher at the end of the day. Um, You know, as they progressed out of early years, that didn't happen anymore. And they wanted more reassurance than the school was able to give them on their child's strengths and where they needed to improve. And there's so much power in understanding key by your intention like this, because it really helped me craft the right words to get them to buy more sessions during the school holidays. You know, I understood that tutoring wasn't just about what the child needed. It was also about what the parent needed too, and what the parent thought that their child needed. So you might be thinking, really? (laughs) Is this not too far? Is it a bit too deep? But it makes sense though, doesn't it? After all, it's the parents that are paying, not the children. The key is delivering what they think they need, but also what they really need at the same time. So if you were going to deliver sessions to children in the holidays, making sure that it is good for them and does meet their needs. And then you know that you've got integrity in that as well. Number two, know what's in it for them. You really do have to think like them. And some of this is in the profiling stage, but a lot of it is after that, based on current circumstances right now. So imagine what they are doing as they interact with your communication. What are they going to get out of your communication? What do they care about right now at this moment in time? Think about the news, what's happening there, what's happening in the sector. It's a real skill to be thinking like your audience. Always be asking if your 
audience cares about it before you send any social media post, before you send an email. And often it's just how you share it as well. It's the angle you use. So if you help teachers achieve a life-work balance like I do, they might not that be that receptive to hearing all about your great life-work balance, especially if it's, you know, Instagrammed and it's not really as good as you're making out either because that's what happens. They could just think that you're rubbing it in. But there's always another way to share it. It's in the words that you use. It's when you share it. You just have to give it some thought and work out what's in it for them and why. So you can pretty much share every message as long as you're receiving it from their point of view as you write it and thinking about that. So just, you know, be sure that they care about it and then think about how best to bring that awareness into their lives. Number three, keep it frictionless. So what do I mean by keep it frictionless? Well, you want the communication to feel easy for you and easy for them. So don't over-inform them and don't over-ask them to do things. If you want them to take an action, then keep it to one thing, you know, especially if you want them to engage with you. Ask yourself always, am I asking them to carry out too many steps? Am I asking them to do too much? You know, the more complicated it is, the harder it will be to keep that communication two-way, which is you know, what you need. You need the two-way communication. Maybe you're thinking, well, I don't need them to communicate with me. I need them to buy my thing. But that is them communicating with you. They're building a relationship with you in that moment. So you remember how I told you to think about what they are going through at this moment in time. So here's a good example that you can tap into when communicating. So sometimes as a business owner, you can feel really done to <laughs> and you're thinking, what on earth are you talking about? So it's when someone expects something from you that you don't want to give, for example, time. And I, I hate it. So think about the times when you feel like you've been sent um, admin to do from somebody, from an outside source, and it doesn't even benefit you or a, or a meeting request that you're just like, why, why do I have to give over this time to you? It's really annoying. So tap into this feeling and try and work around it. You know, what would have you been okay with when this message is coming into your life that it's it's kind of unwarranted. How do you keep it frictionless? Number four, cover all bases where you can. So I suppose really what I'm trying to say is be a little bit more vague where possible, but not too vague. So if it's a message to a wider group, for example, try and cover different groups within your message. Sometimes this means being a bit more aloof or using statements like, if this is you then, or you might not be ready but, or it's probably not for you but I thought you might know someone who in your messaging. Because if you are not careful, you could be saying the wrong thing to everybody um, and not exactly know, not, not be in the same frame of, as mind as them. So that is really helpful to kind of come at it from that angle sometimes when you really want to understand where people are actually at. Number five, use how you respond as a guide. So I did an episode about making your own school of marketing in life um, a couple of months ago now. So if you haven't listened to that, then go back and listen to that one. But how often do you observe your reaction to different messages that come into your life? What about when somebody hits your inbox trying to sell you something? And what about the people that you actually want to respond back to in a positive manner? How did they do it? 
how much of it was what they said and how much of it was your mood that was out of their control. Did they say anything to disarm you first? Is that why you felt like you wanted to respond? So obviously, you know, you're not everyone else. I get that. But this is a really good gauge. What would I think of this message if I got this? Because sometimes we're so focused on our business and how good it is, we forget to consider how we'd feel if the shoe was on the other foot, if it was something that we had no idea about and someone just messaging us about it. So if you've been in education before, you know, and the particular audience is education, then use that experience to help you. I like to see it as like a puzzle that somebody else has started. They've put some pieces in and, you know, that's what you know based on your own knowledge and experience. And then from there, we get to sensibly fill in the blanks and and fill in other puzzle pieces. And as time goes on, you know, you'll be able to draw on even more of your own marketing experiences where you got it wrong as a communicator or even where you got it right as a communicator as well and try and work out exactly why that was. So if you want your different audiences to take the actions that you want, you're going to have to work hard to get to know them more. You know, how can you learn more about your different audiences this coming week so that when you do communicate with them, you get the kind of responses that you wanted? So just before I go, I wanted to let you know that I've actually opened up my call calendar again for January and February. So if you've been listening for a while, if you've heard about Education Business Club, but you're not sure how it can help you, then let's just jump on a call. Let's chat through your business and think about where you could go next. And the link for that is in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk. 